Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Three's company, but four's a ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England are back in action. Scotland lost again. Wales and Ireland face off, and that was a win for Team 54. PTs on the pod. PTs on the pod. Everybody now, PTs on the pod. BT's on my I'm back for two shots and then I'm away again. Yay! Hello, how are you doing, everyone? Good. I'm Pete Donaldson and I'm here for comedic relief. Can't wait for the emails. Yeah. The bonnet of bees. Um, look, you were giving it the big one about how fun it was to hear Jim read out the emails, and I did listen. <laughs> <laughs> I also got to get my sticky fingers on the buttons as well. You made the buttons sticky and now they're yeah. rather unresponsive. I, I got quite excited. What mm. can I say? If anything, we've made the problem worse. Yeah. <laughs> I've come back, um, someone's delivered me some trousers, so I'm wearing some new trousers, which is nice. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you for that. That's on your rider. I was in Zimbabwe for a charity excursion with Practical Action, a great charity doing some great stuff in a uh, part of the world that is ravaged by climate change. Peter, so, uh, what, what um, charity are you going to Japan with next week? Um, booze. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dear. Oh yeah, well. no. There we go. One That's what you get on, with yeah. Pete Donaldson, isn't it? Boozy tours. That's That's you're going with. <laughs> that is very likely to be the most entertaining part of this first section of the show because we've got to talk about the England game. Well, yes. I just, just want to say, Pete, are you repeatedly going back to Japan in the hope that one day you'll remember one of these trips? <laughs> <laughs> he won't. Pete, I get them tattooed on my body like that film. <laughs> oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Memento? Ta- tattoo Memories. Memento, that's it. It's yeah. called Tattoo Memories. <laughs> it should have been. Well, we'd, have done, we'd have done more at the box office, called, wouldn't it? called Squig- Squiggle Body Man. <laughs> well, now you're back in England, Zimbabwe's loss is England's gain because Pete Donaldson <laughs> is here and he's not there anymore. Zimbabwe's loss is England's also loss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Zimbabwe back on its feet. I hear yeah. I More sadza for everyone else. Yeah. Yes, England, of course, drew nil-nil with Croatia last week. They have the rather difficult task of trying to get a result in Spain this evening, Mm. which doesn't usually end very well for (laughs) old England. Uh, I'd like to start on a more positive note, which you may or may not agree with this, of course, but it was was quite uh, the achievement of some England fans to sit on that hill near the stadium and and manage to get a couple of their chants (laughs) picked up on the the television cameras uh, during the game. They even got a wave from Jordan Pickford. That's, get, the, is, ra- get the wave great. on. Get the wave on. There you go. Jim, I'm disappointed you didn't come yeah, in with I that. No, so <laughs> am I, mate. Yeah, very good. Hey, come and, on. And I, think, I think that is important. I know a lot of um, sort of traditional media outlets have, have not really known. In fact, I think Alan Smith and whoever the commentator was on the game, they weren't sure whether they could praise that behaviour or not. We can. I am going to praise we it. We can pick up yeah. where they... Purely you... because people like Ben Chilwell, people like Jaden Sancho, people who are making debuts or at least they're... Yeah, I think they're both were making Early stages debuts. of their international yeah. careers. I mean, it's great that at least some England fans saw it because they're going to have to have suffered, not suffer, maybe that's too strong, but labour on the, under the ignominy that their, their, their debut mm. was in front of the, no fans, which I think is an absolute disgrace. Yeah. There were yeah. still stewards. We wondered about that, didn't we? And there were. There were, yeah. There was yeah. a match day programme as well. People got to get paid, Jim. Mm. If you, if you, <laughs> listen, if you're rotated in to do that shift, you're doing it. <laughs> was, there, was there someone selling Bovril and all? <laughs> and, and I, I was at um, Portsmouth nil, Gillingham nil. On New Year's Day 2001, right? <laughs> it just sounds like a euphemism for yeah. hell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> purgatory, mate. I, I thought at that point that no, no football or anything that could be accepted as a football game mm. could get to the level of disappointment that that game took me to. Now, I will concede, slightly later in the season, we lost 4-1 at home to Leighton Orient, and that was worse. <laughs> but at that point... I thought it doesn't get any worse than this. And the best thing I can say about this game, certainly for the first half, was it reminded me of that. Did it? Mm. It was awfully, awfully bad. Yeah, but if someone had come along to you that day against Gillingham and said, don't worry, son, seven years time, you're going to lift the big trophy. Seven. Yeah, yeah. You know. It would have taken it, yeah. Yeah, I would have yeah. taken Probably it. Probably yeah. same for England. I just don't know how they relate. What happens related, after though. that? Yeah. Oh, Even though I'm not going to tell you what happens after <laughs> yeah. that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you Do want... you want the offer or not? <laughs> <laughs> of course, in seven years' time, it wouldn't really work for England. But no. you get the point. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to happen. Uh, yes, I, England probably should have won really although it wasn't it wasn't a particularly one-sided game Croatia had their efforts and their, and their chances yeah. and whatnot uh, but the one little positive for me certainly was that England I think had more possession which I know it's a funny old game and one can say we can't really too much into it and so on and so forth but bearing in mind what happened not that long ago in, in the semi-final England were, were this was the big one it's <laughs> <laughs> the real test yeah. exactly yeah. I think Gareth Southgate's team talk before this game was uh-huh. we've got them where we want them yep. <laughs> false sense of security 
<laughs> we could grind that a nil-nil here. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't lose an extra time in this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Jim, England played the 4-3-3, which we, we yeah. did suspect we, that they might. Yeah. It definitely gave them like better mobility, didn't it? The, 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 mm. the, the, the fullbacks could bomb on a little bit mm-hmm. more and, uh, and push higher up the field. I liked it. Do you think Southgate's, it's like taking the stabilisers off a bit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, we've learned how to play in a back three. I'm going to take one of you away. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like musical chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Eric Dyer will be in the midfield just in case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't worry. Eric Dyer, I thought, had a decent game. He was unlucky not to score as well. Mm-hmm. I've got um, my doubts. I might have mentioned it on this show before. I've got my doubts about Eric at the very highest level. Yes. Um, you could probably make a decent argument to say that, obviously, the upper echelons of the of the club game are a higher standard than the international game. Mm-hmm. Um, so international football is maybe slightly different, but I thought he did well. I thought he acquitted himself well in the three, and despite how bad the game was, and it was bad, I really can't st- stress that enough. That's because of the, the lack of fans, though. Partly to do with that, definitely played into it. I yeah. thought it was played yeah. at an appalling pace, though. Yeah. I, 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 the fans thing definitely seduces you into thinking this is a nothing game. Yeah. And it, and it, and it's good to have that reminder for the powers that be every so often that fans are even more important than mm-hmm. everyone says they are. Because um, I wonder if that gets lost sometimes in the rarefied atmosphere of the of the, of the decision making process at like UEFA and FIFA and stuff like that. So um, because fans are treated quite disdainfully, aren't they? Good reminder, uh, as you yeah, say. absolutely. Mm. But I did think the tempo was poor, though, Marcus. I thought I thought you know mm. England could have really forced the pace. I know they had more of the ball, but I, I thought that formation suited them. And, and and actually, there are other players that can come in and slot yes. in there quite nicely. Absolutely. Um, of course, Jaden Sancho came on yeah. and looked quite bright. Well, I was about to say. Do, is that what Jaden Sancho was thinking when he came on? Was he thinking the pace is, I have to single-handedly try and up yeah. the pace of this whole affair? <laughs> yeah, but and luckily I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and he gave yeah. it a good go. At a canter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it was played at a very, very poor pace. And obviously the possession thing is great, as you say. But um, I think the thing that is um, perhaps a little bit of a concern for me is that um, England still look like they're most dangerous from set pieces. It's, it looks like there are... There are things about England's game that need to be improved on. And, but then they carved out two... Well, well Rashford's chance yeah. was... I mean, it, he had to take that very, very quickly. So, I mean, a lot of people were sort of fuming with him for that. But it was a you know a snapshot, effectively, once he'd done the hard work. He's, quite, he's quite right-footed, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that first one, which was the worst one, fell on his left foot, didn't it? Yeah. And it became quite obvious that, oh, Jesus, he is actually quite one-footed. I think when the second chance falls to him quite quickly after... That the was first, a good save, yeah. to be fair. It was a very good save, but it, I, I hate to... <laughs> this is the kind of thing that I would hate someone to say about me on a, on a Saturday or Sunday morning but it ultimately didn't end up in the back of the net you know yeah. and it was a great save of course uh, but but England you know, going into the Spain game tonight you would you would suspect that they would probably line up 4-3-3 w- wouldn't you because I think with a 3-5-2 Southgate was worried you know in the first game against Spain that the the the, the wing backs get pushed back and actually you then have a back five and you don't have too much of an outlet. An outlet yeah. And Kane at the moment, there's still the talk, is he tired or whatnot? There's a lot six, of work six to do. Six games without a goal. Mm. Remember Alan Shearer coming into Euro 96? How many games did he go without a goal? Uh, it was that about was 12, 48. It was 12, wow. Was it? It was a long time. I do Francis Benali-esque. Tony Hibbert-esque. Do you remember like, he went like nearly 300 matches for Southampton and he scored like really late on in his career in Southampton? Yeah, everyone went mentally about Tony Hibbert as well, but I think his goal came in a testimonial, which doesn't actually count. <laughs> no, and and these John, John Jensen was one for us. Oh, Jensen, well. Jensen scored in the Euro final in 92. That's right. Yeah. Jimmy Glass. 
Jimmy Glass. <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Glass. He took a long time to score. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he did make it count, though, didn't, didn't he? He didn't score one after either. He, he didn't. No. Des Walker. One goal in his whole professional career. Lovely one, Roof. Nice. Anyway, back to the chat. The, 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 the England point. <laughs> this is a chat. About England, England against Spain. England aren't going to beat Spain playing the way they played against Croatia. <laughs> to be fair, you could have just stopped with England aren't going to beat Spain. Yeah. England aren't going to beat Spain. <laughs> no. no, but the, the point that Jim made there about set pieces is is linked into the, the, the thing we started off with at the top of the chat, which is that, you know, the way you, you, you don't. It's rare, I think, for a a team to be able to consistently score in open play playing that slowly. Mm. Now, I understand yeah. maybe the, the Spain and Barcelona tiki-taka style from 08 to about 12, whatever it was, um, would perhaps belie that. But I still think the tiki-taka variation was like, you're not the ball about, you keep it, you keep possession, you, you almost like pass teams to death, and then you have a really incisive yeah. fastball being behind the fullback or whatever, yeah, and then yeah, you're in. Yeah, yeah. England, England's, it's no coincidence. They're choosing to be slow. Yeah. And they can burst into life. Exactly, but England aren't. And there's no coincidence mm. that England rely heavily on set piece goals when they play at such a slow tempo. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and in a way, it doesn't matter what formation they play if they're not going to up the tempo and, 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 and pass the ball quickly and move. Well, I'll tell you something. There is an enormous opportunity for any young English player who can play a bit in the centre of the pitch. England are in a, England are, are producing players. They've always produced players, you know, in, in, at a certain kind of level. But England producing decent players, you know, when you think, okay, what about the left-back options? Obviously, Danny Rose was was used a bit during the World Cup, but it was it was more of a full-back. And then Ben Chilwell comes through and you think, ah, he looks a player. Mm. And then you think, well, what about the wings? Sancho's there, you know, and uh, centre-backs with Joe Gomez is coming through. You, you know, the, the, these players emerge. But in the centre of the pitch, as Southgate has often said, and any fan who's ever glanced at the England side over the years will know that they don't have a player that can really put their foot on the ball and, and dictate it or create, whether that's a number 10 uh, you know, further forward, or a deep lying playmaker, or a kind of box to box midfielder. Let's say, like I don't know, off the top of my head, like a Patrick Vieira or something like that, mm. or a Roy Keane back in the day who can, who can kind of do that. England haven't really got that, so they have to kind of cobble together. A, you know, a respectable and not a bad midfield, but when you come against up the, you come against the elite, it's not quite there. If an England player can prove and show that they can play a bit, and so there, there is a there is a gap in the side there. To, to be taken. I mean, you know, it's it's perhaps fanciful to say somebody like a James Madison or a Mason Mount um, or, or, or somebody like that. Yeah. And we're crying out for that player. I, th- I think a lot of that, a lot of that position comes and that, and that ability to do that within whatever position you're describing. Now, mm. And I understand it can be a variety of positions. I think a lot of that comes with experience though. And that's the problem. It's, it, I think it's very, very hard for a player at international level at, uh, in, in his early 20s or whatever you know, generally speaking, to mm-hmm. control the tempo of a game against a team like Croatia, who are World Cup finalists. Oh yeah. So it's probably a bit too early for some of those players you mentioned. I don't. I'm know. saying going forward, of, co- of course, yeah. absolutely. But and that's going to lead me on to my next point, yep. which is that just just quickly that I do think that Southgate's got, um, you know, fairly acceptable praise for bringing young players through, certainly in the squad. But he does still seem quite reluctant to play them in certain positions. Sterling always gets a game. Dyer or Henderson or both of the sort of Croatia always get a game, and, well, but, and it's hard for those players to 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 come in and, and maybe try and start to dictate the, dictate the tempo of a team or of a game if they don't play consistently. Sure, and it is that consistency, isn't it? It's like kind of he's got like a 
You know, when you're drawing the balls to the FA Cup, he's just got a lot of like younger players, and you go, I would put that one in for one yeah. game, for one game, for one game. I'd like just like to see a bit longer of a run. Sure, I mean, but Southgate, though, when the World Cup comes along, you have to be a bit more pragmatic, you could say. I mean, We're Trippier, not in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. not anymore. Well, but Trippier was, was... Jordan Pickford. Look how he changed up the goalkeeping yeah. situation. He He's can't dictate young... the tempo of a game, though. No. I mean, can he dictate the tempo of a rave? Yeah. I'll, ask you, I'll ask you <laughs> one question. Or does he just flick the switch, <laughs> on it goes... 120 BPM. Yeah. <laughs> Did football come home or not? Uh, well, I thought it never went away. Move him on then. After Brexit, it will stay home. Um, but <laughs> yeah. no choice. <laughs> there will be a hard border between football and us. There'll yes. be no freedom. <laughs> there'll be no freedom of football. There'll be a hard border between us playing a game and possession of the football. <laughs> uh, but uh, with, with, with Southgate, I mean, I think that there's chat, isn't there, that Harry Winks could come in. Yeah, uh, for the seedings suspended. Yes, for for the spend, as you say, and uh, Stones is. Uh, it's suspended, so Joe Gomez could come in. So there's a couple of youngsters. And Southgate did talk about building a future around some of these players. Well, we, 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 and we did see Winks playing at a very high level before he picked up his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and Southgate said that um, he was impressed with Winks' performance against Barcelona. He said, that's where you learn in those games. Yeah, I, 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 I was at that game and I completely understand. And, and what did you think he, of Winks' performance? Well, I thought, he, I thought he did well positionally and did well in terms of his work rate in very, very yeah. difficult circumstances. I was going to say, not the star on the night. No, no. <laughs> no. But, but he acquitted himself well. Yeah. And it was a big, I mean, in a way... It, do you remember when Jack Wilshire had that game against Barcelona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was able to really affect the game. Mm-hmm. It was a different type of night for, for Winks and Spurs that night, of course. But I wasn't unimpressed with him. And given that I was really impressed with Artur in the midfield for Barcelona, who was absolutely fantastic, um, it was hard to really for Winks to catch the eye just purely because Spurs didn't have a huge amount of the ball, it, se- it seemed to me anyway. But yeah. I like him as a player. I think he's good. And I think mm-hmm. this is the right time to bring him back in because he's put his injury behind him and he's playing again. I was, yeah. I, I was telling uh, Luke earlier on that I was watching the George Harrison uh, Hall of Fame induction uh, where Prince comes on uh, with um, um, Jeff Lynn from ELO. Let's just hear where also, he's going with it. Let's just hear Tom, where he's going with it. And also, and also Tom Petty and George Harrison's son as well. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Prince comes and, and knocks everyone's socks off with an amazing guitar solo, yeah. so throws his guitar at the, the crowd. It's incredible. He's very much Jeff Lynn in this situation, isn't he? Yeah. Who, Harry yeah. Winks? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want to, do you want to explain Prince. that to listeners who are under the age of 30? And Prince yeah. is Leo Messi. I was going to, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was is, actually yeah. going to say, Jim, are we hoping that, that perhaps tonight <laughs> maybe Ross Barkley can be Prince? I know you're an optimist, but <laughs> I think you're really hitting the ceiling of Prince, that there. Prince rarely passes sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Barkley, and, and it's, it's, it's funny because in the middle of that Chelsea three, you've got um, Conte, Jorginho. you've got Jorginho, and you've got Barkley or Kovacic, and they played against each other in this game. Mm. Barkley, for me, looked the better player. Mm. So um, he, he wasn't given much praise. I think people seem to suggest that perhaps it was a missed opportunity. I, I thought he did okay. I, I tough game. It, it was a very tough game, Jim, for, for a number of uh, so you know for a number of factors, as we've said. Not least being, he hasn't played international football for for a few years. He hasn't played that much football. Yeah, and he's coming in. Let's forget this is Croatia. I think the the whole the lack of fans and all, I think and I, the small the, yeah. the very small stadium and the fans watching on the hill, you can l- be lured into thinking, oh, this is like Lithuania like or a warm up for Spain almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it, it does seem to be treated like that. I think the answer to that in future is actually more fans right on the touchline. Is that right? Um, <laughs> just to improve atmosphere more, around more the ground. More fans on the pitch, like at yeah. West Ham last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like the old FA Cups in England in the twenties. Yeah, or something. very very but, much but so. Presumably no one around the table here is, is is holding out a huge amount of hope for England to get a result tonight. Yeah. Cheeky draw? If, if, yeah, if the l- luck goes, <laughs> oh, luck goes our way. Cheeky one all. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's sort of the best we can hope for. Have you seen what Sergio Ramos has yeah, said about Yeah, yeah we've all seen that. He's, yeah. got, he's got La Liga abilities. Yeah. No, no, it's not that. It's He can surprise you 
but not me as we have prepared for him. Ah, he also uh, said, he also said with a little wink to the camera, I like Harry Kane, he's got La Liga ability. Absolutely. And then he kung fu kicked the camera right yeah. down the leg. <laughs> and then just punched Mo Salah. Yeah. He's not even involved. <laughs> he's not even involved. Uh, all the while going, what, what's your problem? Yeah. I like the way that the, the internet has decided that Harry Kane is um, Ramsey Bolton and Mo Salah is Reek. Like he's just, he's just <laughs> carried him around wherever he goes, making him his man. So like, they had a they had a coming together once. That do you mean Ramos? Yeah. yeah, not Kane. Oh yeah, Ramos. Sorry, yeah. Shall I do that again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. forget yeah. you heard that. I love the way the internet yeah, yeah, is yeah. deciding <laughs> that Sergio Ramos is Ramsey Bolton. Who's Ramsey Le- Bolton? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus does not watch Game of Thrones. No, and nor do I. By the sound of it, I don't watch football. By the sound of it, either, so. yeah. Well, uh, Sergio Who's Ramos dog? <laughs> <laughs> on the Barkley thing. Um, oh, it's Bartley. Do you, do you think it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Harry Maguire. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think it? Do you think it'll start again? Because I think the only other option Possibly. is James Madison, really, in that position. And that'd be so ballsy. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> God, Talking James. down Madison. There we go. Yes. So, what is that, Pete? It's a song by Kirsten McCall, I believe. Ah. Delightful. Ah, talking, and we're talking down Madison. It's, well, it's, so it's, it's hard to see Madison getting involved, isn't it? This, um, I think so. Tonight, exactly. I mean, what about? I think you're more likely that the 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 ace card might be Jaden Sancho. Although I feel that would be quite unfair on him. More, more of a honest, wide player, though, isn't he? Sancho? No, 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 not in that position. I'm saying oh, in, just general. in general. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I mean, I don't think England won't play in the formation that that, that Madison plays for Leicester anyway. No, but uh, I think I think England will probably go with a 4-3-3 and I think actually it could be the same midfield because mm. I think Southgate was pleased. He did say he was pleased with the performance. Well, I mean, it won't be exactly the same because Henderson's out. Uh, sorry, but... of course, uh, Wink's coming in for Henderson. Yeah. Right you are, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think I think um, we oh, might see... I'll get it right. I will get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and so will the boys on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Sergio, Sergio Ramos said that he always saves a victory against England as they are the inventors of football. That's... And he also said that because of um, Hashtag hot this, yeah, to, <laughs> because of this, to win against England is big news around the world. And I thought it can't be mm. because it, it goes around the world. Oh, England have what well, again? It's at, not big news. Was, was, at, he, was he laughing? He I think this? so. I think I was so. at an England Spain game at Wembley. I think England might have won it. Well, mm. Scott Park. It was at the Scott Parker performance. Might have, yeah. Yeah, do, you remember, do you remember that? Oh, he was like Davy Crockett, the animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. Uh, so yeah, up yours, Ramos. We've still got that one in a friendly <laughs> six years ago, whenever it was. Yeah. Uh, but there we are. There we are. So uh, good luck to uh, England this evening. Oh, before we go um, to a break, sad news that uh, Peter Back- uh, Brackley has died. Yeah. yeah, very sad. Yeah. Very a big much part a of, voice um, of our uh, youths. I'd say so, yeah. A very big part of, obviously, Gazetta Football Italia. Mm-hmm. A fantastic commentary voice and also a lot of strings to his bow, famously... Uh, came in and did uh, the voice of Greavesy, spitting image puppet. Yeah, when, yeah. when Greavesy couldn't make something Greavesy that 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 day or whatever. Uh, yeah, huge part of it. it just his voice is, was a very emotive, uh, anchoring to your youth type thing mm. um, with with uh, Gazetta. So yeah, very sad. We we yeah. used to use his um, audio a couple of times on uh, the Football Ramble, probably about seven years ago. Did we? Used, yeah, from, I forgot uh, from, that. from the Pro Evo games because he obviously voiced. Of course, yeah. that's another Six. part of the childhood. Yeah, Pro Evo. Mm. Yeah, sad news indeed. All right, after the break, uh, we're going to be talking about the other home nations and maybe even the Republic of Ireland. See you in a moment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Let's go straight over to Pete Donaldson and his army of one. The Louis van Gaal of the, the podcast. Because <laughs> he's about to open those emails. I am indeed about to open those emails. Got an email from Jack Macy. Hello, Jack. Or rather, Jack. I misspoke and read <laughs> and well, thought. Well, you're not doing the bonnet of bees anymore, no? Uh, what do you mean? The Nick Cage thing. Oh, the bees, not the bees. I love that. Well, I've got to read. Because of our limited internet capabilities here in the uh, Can uh, I just let some studio, just... <laughs> I'm using the Play Out iPad to read the emails oh, off, and you well know that. Yeah, well. and the reason I want to, well just, I want to bring the listeners into this, because when I said that, you instinctively looked down for the iPad for the jingle, not remembering the iPad was already in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Answer, get, get another iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should replace your hands with iPads yeah. Yeah. and use your nose to touch them. Well, I think so. What's Macy saying? Um, Jack Macy, Jake Macy, whatever it is, Jay Macy's. Uh, he's an expat living in Houston and recently had an experience with an ex-Premier League footballer. Ooh. Whilst on my commute home from work, I was stuck at some lights while uh, waiting. A follically challenged man uh, strolled across the road who I recognised immediately. He I need a broken into some going for gold action there. I was born. Um, uh, he looked identical to the man, the myth, the legend that is uh, Philippe Senderos. I couldn't oh. be sure, but I thought a telltale sign would probably be the typical footballer's legs. To clarify, I'm not usually a leg pervert, but I thought a professional athlete who has spent over 15 years training full-time would definitely have some meaty calves. Sadly, my heart sunk. This spindly-legged chap couldn't be the same man who must still be haunted by the nightmares of Didier Drogba and Co. Uh, and I drove on thinking nothing of it. The next day, I mentioned the experience to uh, to a colleague of mine who does some part-time work with uh, Houston Dynamo. He confirmed that I had, in fact, spotted the mighty Philippe, and uh, he is notorious in the squad for being a lazy trainer who regularly ducks out of leg day. 
here. <laughs> right. Wow. I know there's more to being a world-class centre-half than having muscular legs, but I'm sure this deficiency has not helped him across the years. All the best. Keep it the good work. Jake. It's like the opposite end of the spectrum to when... Um... Bob DeMello told us about John Hartson's calves. That's right. Oh, big it? old hams. Yeah. Big old hams. They were so big, they made me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Ball, I'm going to edit this one on the fly, so hang on to your hats. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Uh, enjoying the show, Newcastle fan. Uh, I enjoy Pete's rants about Mike Ashley. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks. He hasn't said any of this. You've anyway. Been in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought I'd email in with a story of how me and my university housemate uh, encountered Marlon Harewood when he was on loan at Newcastle back in 2010. You should have edited that. You should have used the word university there. What did I say? University. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's actually what my university was called. It was a uni- it? Is it, it in was, Wales? It was, yeah. it was university. Yeah. You get your degree by post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, we always used to bump into footballers on nights out and I used to work at a bar when they all came. Uh, Kevin Nolan's tipple was Guinness. Nicky Butt loved a Corona and Gutierrez was partial to a melon liqueur and Red Bull. I can believe all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. What is a, what is a melon liqueur? Well, what's uh, a, was it called? Midori. 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 Green. Uh, Midori. Green. Yeah. yeah, green. That's green in Japanese, isn't it, Midori? Is it really? Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Why are you looking at me for confirmation? <laughs> uh, Joey Barton was uh, teetotal and only drank Red Bull, um, which I think might be worse. Do the same uh, thing to Barton. <laughs> yeah. 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 We were out in a bar called uh, Madame Coos one night and we saw, saw all of the uh, squad out. I was worshipping Charlotte and Danny Simpson uh, was getting the drinks in for our friend uh, who is, on, is this you what? did this happen to you it sounds, it sounds like they had the best night ever uh, Marlon was also there uh, was chatting to mates and stuff he, he, I, I'm editing this on the fly for, for say, some reason is this based nothing, on a true story nothing completely nefarious I just think it's sensible if I edit it a little is bit is this out. your dream diary uh, <laughs> yeah. the night came to an end for me and I headed home after drinking too many free drinks and I left everyone else out I must mention that it was at this point I went through a phrase just after Sir Bobby passed away coming home going to bed drunk and wearing my Newcastle top I was passed out drunk in my room and I suddenly heard a lot of racket downstairs opened the door and there he was Marlon Harewood was in a grimy student living room in Jesmond surrounded oh, no. by a load of lads uh, I quickly sobered up and stupidly said you're Marlon Harewood uh, I'll never forget his response I know <laughs> I, I then asked for a four off which he said no for obvious reasons uh, and I asked if he wanted a game of FIFA I think he was gutted. He was on the bench by default on the NUFC squad. Uh, we all sat and chewed the fat with him and chatted football. Then about 30 minutes, he uh, he realised he, he needed to leave and uh, left the house. So there we go. Well, it's a bit of a disappointing he, he ending, if I'm he, he, he had a blue line taxi left running on the metre, though, Marlon Harewood. Ah, that's better. Time. That's all right. Yeah. Um, and, and he says uh, it is super cheap in Newcastle, so it probably cost about a tenner. Um, <laughs> great work. Thanks, Jamie. I don't even remember Martin Howard playing for Newcastle. Yeah, he wasn't very good. <laughs> right, okay. He, was, he must have been on loan or something. Yeah, he was. Good, always good to hear from him, though. Was always it, was, good to I think he was. I think Ben Arthur scored a wonder goal where he like took it round everybody. And I think Marlon Herbert was waiting for the pass at every moment. <laughs> <laughs> Love but, but Ben Arthur was rinsing every defender possible and the keeper. There was there was a kid at my uh, school <laughs> who um, scored an amazing goal. At, I think it might have even. Oh no, I think it was at Gosport Boroughs Ground, Privet Park, mm. and he, he went on amazing. As yeah. Marcus would say, in and out of dusty bluebells. <laughs> Went through the whole thing, uh, scored, mm. and it was on VHS video. Someone had camcorded it. Mm. And then, obviously, in the same VHS video, they were come, it was a cup final, so they can't to get their medal. And no word of a lie, uh, everyone was congratulating for his goal, and he got blown out of the match and all this other stuff. And caught on video was one of the other players' dad going up to him, and you thought he's going to congratulate him, and he gets caught on camera saying, it's a good job you scored that, because my son was wide open. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that you, is used football all over that. If you want to get into the show, shotthefootballramble.com. There we go. Dot com. Uh, Scotland have lost twice uh, in the uh, yeah, last month, not mate. <laughs> in mean, the international break. Is people. it fair to say, Marcus, that every time we record, we can generally assume that in the interim period, Scotland have lost twice? Yeah. Under McLeish, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, they lost to Israel two one, and I, I, I was thinking Israel. You know, it was ten years ago when they had actually a, a yeah. sort of respectable They're a side. side now, aren't they? They're ninety fourth in the world, mm-hmm. and they really should have won by more. I mean, it was a, quite a mm. one-sided game. I know Scotland took the lead and they had a man sent off, but... And that was cheap as well. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that makes no difference now. They, but... they don't look good at the moment. McLeish has told his players to cut out the stupid errors after there was a few made mm. against Portugal as well. He said, uh, did, did we ever say we were at a level where we should be qualifying for major tournaments? We've not said that. Mm. Yeah, because it would be a fucking weird thing to say, mate. <laughs> But I think it if would you, be insanity. Yeah. If it would just get, be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you are going to get in a, a manager like McLeish, um, when someone, when you are making such a bold, fresh appointment, <laughs> like their ideas are going to take a while to settle True, in. Yeah, right, yeah, so. yeah. I've heard he's very, very detailed. He'll overload the mm. players' information. But the, the, the Israel performance was a really poor performance. And for those who haven't seen it, I think Israel had 25 shots. Yeah. And the Lions' share of possession, and, and as you said, Marcus, absolutely rightly, they're a poor team mm. now. The Portugal. Alan McGregor played well in goal. He did, yeah, <laughs> he, he was in the spotlight. Yeah, really <laughs> poor on goal from Tierney as well. It was. Like, real, it was one really of those no days. No danger there. Absolutely. Yeah. But the, the Portugal return. The, the game when they played it was at Hampden, I think. Portugal. They played. At yes, Hampton, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched that game, and I actually thought for the first forty-five or so they minutes, did all right. They, it was a response. They gave, they certainly gave a response, and and Darren Fletcher, I think, was doing the punditry. I believe I haven't got it in front of me, but I, I believe Portugal scored just before half time, mm-hmm. and Darren Fletcher said in the half time punditry, which I completely agreed with. It's really annoying because if we had got into a nil-nil, I would have said this game's here for the taking yeah. because it absolutely was for Scotland. They were doing okay. Then, of course, because they're so fragile on confidence and the, 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 I guess they were thinking about that performance against Israel, they just buckled really and then mm. they were beaten quite handsomely mm. in the end. But, you know, Jim's alluded to it and I don't want to be too harsh, but if you know, if you hire McLeish, you yeah. just, that's, just, that's just what it is. And, and, and they missed an opportunity. They could have got mm. Walter Smith back and they didn't do it. Yeah, well, I mean... Even then, though, is that not... Is that t- not too much of looking into the past? They Possibly. They need to address the fact that, you know... Well, well, Marcus knows more about Scottish football than me, but I, I, know, for, more. But I know for a fact the SFA wanted, were, were in contact with Walter Smith and they dilly-dallied and Walter Smith yeah. pulled out. I also know that SFA are incompetent. Right, there we go. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they have a football association who aren't, I suppose, but... No, true. Yeah, they don't cover themselves in glory. But do you think Walter... I know it's hard to say, but would Walter Smith be doing more with this team, do you think? Well, I, I just... I think Walter Smith is a better manager and has been over the years, although he hasn't managed for a little while. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think it was kind of like, oh, I can't believe you didn't appoint yeah. Walter Smith. I think that everybody or a lot of people thought that McLeish was a poor appointment at the time, and it's proving to be yeah. so. I mean, okay, he might turn it round. It's unlikely. I mean, McLeish nearly got Scotland to a, a major tournament, of course, not that long ago. And, and his first spell in charge of Scotland was pretty good. It was, it was quite impressive. You could argue they had a better side back then. But it, it seemed like a drab appointment at the time. McLeish's body language of what he's saying is not... Uh, uh, anything to go by the mood is down it is, seem, seems quite miserable and, and you just think it, it, your writing seemed to be on the wall before he'd mm. even been given the job it's, it's right. nice to have one of those results that in you know five years time when they're better they, they can sort of look back and sort of said look look at us five years ago we were getting beaten in a competitive match against Israel and now we've got Alex McLeish back and now Alex <laughs> McLeish has been in the job for six years and yeah. his ideas are finally starting to sink in well, 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 and we're only conceding one a match well it's going to take longer than that to fix because as we know it's very much a genetic problem <laughs> <laughs> we go on the track <laughs> but, you know actually perhaps a manager that they missed out on 
that's more worthy of mention is Michael O'Neill, who I know they I know Northern Ireland were beaten uh, last time out, but he was strongly linked. Lives in Scotland. Edinburgh. Yeah, it lives lives in Edinburgh, and he has shown that a team can be more than the sum of its parts. Can if they if they put their egos to one side and work really hard. Mm. He had hardly any professionals to work with Northern Ireland, and the and he showed that they can not only qualify for a the major tournament, but actually not disgrace themselves as well. Do you think Brendan Rodgers was fancy at home in a few years? Okay. <laughs> it's unlikely. <laughs> um, but uh, Oh, by the way, and just to add another little stat in there, Israel have only beaten Liechtenstein and Andorra at home since 2014. Obviously, Scotland as well. So just to back it up, that that really was quite a poor one. So Scotland need to win their next two, don't they? They're really? away to Albania. And that was a good win. Good win against the stubborn side and then Israel at home next month. Yeah. I mean, if they can get something against Albania, you know, suddenly yeah. it look a little bit more rosy, but they need something, without a doubt. It's not looking uh, too good there. Uh, Wales lost 4-1 at home to Spain, um, and they play Ireland in the big one tomorrow night. I mean, Spain, it just you've got to hold your hands up there. I mean, it was interesting. When, when Vokes scored right at the end, there was there was a little actual celebration in the crowd. Whereas sure. Naismith, it was a bit of a, oh, thank goodness we, we did something. Yeah. It was kind of like, yes, we've scored against a, a far superior side. <laughs> and actually, those little moments can mean a little something. It's not completely yeah. uh, out of the question to say that the, the players might not get a lift. You know, they, they, they managed to score against a really top side. I know that sounds slightly patronising, but you see what I mean? And we might be saying about the same thing about England on Thursday. Yeah, be know? careful with your comments, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland got to half-time against Portugal. Yeah, Why shouldn't they celebrate a goal against Spain? I mean, it's not... Yeah, sure. It's, it's not a, I don't think it's a small team mentality at all. Wales know they're not as good as Spain. Mm. They're probably, you know, in, in our... Not in our lifetime, but in the foreseeable future, they're probably not going to be as good as Spain, and it's a difficult game for them. And and Sam Vokes you know, should be rightly proud of scoring again. Yeah, and also it shows the sort of it shows the moment that Wales are in in terms of how much the fans are behind the team, yes. and that they do really actually believe. And you know, they've had some recent successes to to enjoy. So you're always mm. going to be a little bit more what did you, vocal. What, what did you think of the stadium chat? Coming out of this one, because the game was played at the Principality Stadium, formerly known as the Millennium Stadium, caused a little controversy because Wales haven't played there since 2011 and they found quite a happy home at the Cardiff City Stadium, which is smaller but creates a bit more of a better atmosphere, like that cauldron effect. Jim, are you you worried where Wales might play at home next? I can't say I lose a lot of sleep about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously those Welsh fans know their own, they know their own routines more than anybody, don't they? Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the, the... Millennium Stadium, as it used to be known, it's, it's a big old place. Um, so if they if they think that Cardiff um, um, has, has a, or a Cardiff City, City Stadium, is it good? If they think that has a better atmosphere, then I mean, well, the Welsh the, FA have to think about that, don't they? Have to listen to that. The Welsh like history of where they play is actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Brassel does a show called At the Match, and he spoke to a guy. I think his name's Russell Todd, who's a not not a big cheese, but certainly involved in the Welsh fans. Um, Welsh fan sort of situation, just, just a cheese, and he's yeah, just a cheese, yeah. a Welsh just, rare bit of a cheese, yeah, just yeah, just a carefully, yeah. and uh, he said he said um, that the most games that Wales have actually played is at the racecourse ground at Wrexham, mm. that's their traditional home, oh. but the racecourse ground now isn't seen as being um, that was a while ago, yeah, mm. it isn't seen as being big enough now for international football or safe enough or passing all the tests and everything like that, mm. and he he implied that a lot of Wales Wales fans would actually quite like to play at the racecourse ground again at Re- in Re- in Wrexham, but I'd, I see I'd, I would politely say to that like. You have to move on. Yes. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. They've got some great stadiums already, haven't they? Yeah. So they don't need they don't, I mean, mate, yeah, it's up to them, isn't it, what they want to do. But but the um the Cardiff City Stadium definitely has got a better atmosphere. And I don't know enough about this, but I suspect because Spain were coming to town, they thought mm. we'll get a few quid here if we uh if, yep. we, if we make it in a bigger stadium. So maybe mm. it was something to do with that. Maybe anyway, they got battered. So they did. <laughs> They're playing Ireland though, as, as we say, Gareth Bale's gonna miss that match due to injury, which is a blow. It's a positive for Ireland, it's it's a blow for Wales. But it still should be quite a good one. I mean, Ireland, they played Denmark and they need to they they really need to beat Wales to kind of avoid relegation, I suppose. I love we're talking about that in international football. Mm. Yeah, you might not For love now. it though, uh, you know, in the, in the coming days with old England. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't too inspiring uh, in one sense, the Ireland drawing with Denmark. But a clean sheet against a better side. I mean, not a hugely better side. Obviously, Ericsson, you realise how, well, don't realise, people know how important Ericsson is to Denmark. But it was, it was affirmed even more due to his absence, of course. Um, so, you know, a clean sheet's always always a positive, but Ireland, they didn't create too much. That and setup is an Escher painting at the moment, though. So, I mean, getting anything out of a match is <laughs> pretty positive. Yeah, so I think I think Ireland going into the game against Wales, you, you would have to say that due to that 4-1 uh, the other week, whenever it was when Wales battered them, you'd have to say Wales are favourites for this one. And mm. Ireland, it's, it's the lack of goals, really, uh, that, that's happening. I mean, I thought the most intriguing thing from the match was that Fulham right back, Cyrus Christie was popping up in the centre of the pitch. Yeah, he's, he tried he's... to do that against Arsenal. To be fair, yeah, well, that's because he was not, scared. He wasn't told to do it. Yeah, he, he was, just yeah. did it. Yeah, he's, he's not. Thought... He's not played there for ten years. He says. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is incredible. Well, he was, no he, wonder he, he was a, confused. Yeah, I, I think every Irish player wants to play in the midfield because it's farther away from uh, Roy Keane on the yeah, touchline. Yeah. <laughs> just get me away from him. Pack the midfield so he can't tell us apart. <laughs> Martin O'Neill's just saying that we're fucked. Let's just have a bit of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit it. of fun with it. I don't know. You never, it's, it's, Roy Keane put bear traps down the flanks. <laughs> he did. Well, and, <laughs> and, 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 and Arthur fell into one, didn't he? In the first <laughs> yeah, few minutes, he yeah. went down injured. Jeff Hendrick uh, yeah. tried to nip in and uh, score. Caused yeah. a bit of controversy. But there we go. Luckily, he missed. Otherwise, he's got lynched by Schmeichel, I think, and goes furious. Furious, damn and all. Uh, but there we are. At Northern Ireland, they lost uh, away against Austria. Not, it's another one for the Northern Irish, isn't it, where they, 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 fought, they fought hard. It was a... I think, um, who was it? Um, Johnny Evans thought it was offside. It looked... Yeah. I thought that. I've got that in my notes. I, I, saw, yeah. I saw the highlights of this game. Um, and to me, I thought that that's Paul. That's going to be pulled back for offside. And then on, on the replay, it looked very, very tight. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I, I would have, I would have kept flag for that if I was at the Lions. I, mean, I well, thought it was offside. Yeah, exactly. So a close one, and Arnautovic is on the end of it. That's yeah. not who you want to be on the end of it if you're the opposition. He had a chance earlier on as well. Didn't exactly. He? He like he'd that was a lovely move as well. Yeah, yeah. it was really nice. Stephen Davis had a chance. Oh, he had, it was such. It was one of those chances where he, he, he sort of. He screwed it so wide that you you can't really even tell what went wrong. Yeah, it's I like know everything went wrong at once, and yeah. that, that showed in his reaction to it as well. I know. And then Will Grigg... I thought it was sorry, Mike. I, I thought it was one of those um, chances where you thought, oh yeah, Stephen Davis is old, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it took him quite a long while to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but he sort of fought his way through rather than outpaced that. That's one. right. Yeah. And then Will Grigg hitting the post. Yeah, he's gutting because, like we say, they've 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 had two losses against you know at home against Bosnia Herzegovina and now away to Austria and. Tough group, oh, though. On a, it is a tough group. On another day, they, oh, I but, but getting, Marcus, sorry to keep saying it, Northern Ireland fans. But I, th- I think the, the, the Nations League has come along in terms of seeding at quite a difficult time for Northern Ireland. Yes. Because you, I think we'd all agree for over the last few years, they've probably played above their level, well, have, which yeah. has meant they've got a difficult group here. Mm-hmm. They might settle down into the, into the, league, um, the, the league below 
um, and then maybe find themselves building up a bit more momentum because that's a tough old uh, group that it is and they're not scoring they haven't scored in their last five matches they never scored a huge amount of goals anyway did they to be fair they never but Will Grigg he's pulled out the squad due to injury mm. Carl it's... Lafferty withdrew it wasn't it midnight or something before the, the game or, so? or, or when yeah, they were due to go away on. it was a yeah. bit of a strange one so so two of their players that you would think might have a little bit of a goal threat aren't there so they're against uh, Bosnia Herzegovina away tonight and the pressure's on them you, you wouldn't fancy their their chances too much with with a complete uh, with a lack of goals and a lack of forwards but there we are mm. we wish them all the best right after the ad break we're going to go uh, to another british side i suppose and the whatsapp group see you in a moment And I give it to you, you can copy it, and then you go to Big Sam, and maybe he can give a good interpretation. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah, it's a Louis <laughs> van Gaal special, I love him. Uh, yeah. Because the Dutch beat the Germans 3-0. 3-0. Oh, yeah. Have a, have a bit of that. That's have fun. a bit of that. Right, the preview show is sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday. Luke, how did our best better get on? Uh, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, quite badly. Yeah. Uh, England yeah. to win and both teams to score. Yeah. Nil-nil. Uh, uh, None of that mm. happened. No. And uh, he was friends with uh, Andy Duncan as well. So as Jim rightly pointed out last week, I imagine they had quite an interesting water cooler moment this mm. morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we yeah, go. There we yeah. are, Jim. Office banter. Where, you, where do you do your chats? Yeah. In your um, office? We've got a water cooler in here, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Stand around stand, there. Stand no one turns there. up, but <laughs> I just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, I really need a piss. Oh, there's another water cooler we all use around the corner. <laughs> oh, that water. <laughs> no. It's got beer in it. <laughs> there so we there go. we are. We need a new better. Yes, yeah. we need a new better. Show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line to make it easier for Mr. Pete Donaldson to sat over there to my left. Mm. Make sure it's in the subject line, okay? Yeah. Don't mess around. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, there was a British side, if you will, who won. Mm. And it was Gibraltar. Big news. Oh, what a win for the Rock. <laughs> they won away in Armenia. Um, and they are nicknamed Team 54. Right. Because they became the 54th UEFA member much to the uh, ire of Spain, of course. Uh, the first uh, competitive win in their five-year footballing history. They'd won two internationals previously against Malta and Latvia, but they were just friendlies, guys. This is the real thing. They have more wins in the UEFA Nations League than England. Can Makatarian do it all himself? No, he can't. I know. Well, this is the thing. You know, they, they have beaten a side which include an Arsenal player, and some other players. McCoy and won't be getting the move to ask the A-Time Sue. He had an absolute stinker. Yeah. He did one of those penalties that he gave away where he can't mm. control the ball properly. Someone nips and he just take him out. Yeah. It's a Sunday league special. That is. But he also did the thing where he's so embarrassed by that that he immediately just lashes out at his own players beside him. Yeah. He's annoyed at everybody. Uh, um, but the captain, Joseph Cipollina. Oh, two Cipollinas at centre-half. Mm. Come on. Like Cipollina Galatas. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Chipolina mm. Brothers, I presume. Yeah. yeah. Um, They've also got Liam Walker, who... Um, Liam Walker, ex-Pompey. He is ex-Pompey and has the um, the infamy of being a part of the Pompey side, so a Portsmouth side, around 2012-13. Uh -huh. I thought Pom you were going to stop at a Portsmouth side. <laughs> no, yeah, that, is, that, that would be enough under ordinary <laughs> circumstances, Jim, but let's, let, let, I'm, at this point, it's unfortunate for you because they are top of the league at the moment. So <laughs> you could, it, it is unfortunate, isn't it, Jim? Yeah. You could have said that at any other time in history and you would have been fine. <laughs> uh, but he, he was part of... And I think I'm right in saying he, he he signed for Portsmouth under Michael Appleton, who um, signed him because he saw him play for Gibraltar and thought, oh, he looks quite good. That's and he brilliant. played for us for a bit. But obviously that season, Portsmouth came bottom of League One, mm -hmm. points deduction. 
It was like a revolving yeah. door. It was an awful time to play. Um, but I actually, I have to say, when I saw that, I was quite proud of him. Yeah, well, he's yeah. Uh, their oh. most capped player in the in their. I think he's might be their joint top scorer as well. Thirty-two. Yeah. So uh, two goals. You've got uh, with two. It is with two. It is Jake Gosling. Yeah. He's also on two goals, and Lee Cassiaro. I think it's pronounced all yeah. on two goals. Is that? I don't know if you actually know this, but is that right now or of all time? Of all, of all time. time. Of all time. Yeah. They've been going for five years. Yeah. <laughs> They're the smallest uh, member of UEFA in terms of area and population, Jim. Yeah, have Brilliant. About 32,000. Having a pop at the little man over there. <laughs> all time. Pompey, Gibraltar. Oh, if you'd have said that any other time, Jim. Oh, Stan, <laughs> Stan Cronker over there. I'll tell you who's a character, Carl Godwin. The character. The, oh, the uh, keeper. Goldwin, Goldwin, the keeper and guy. Yeah, he's only played in the Gibraltar leagues, I think. Yeah, I think he's right. I think you're right. Yeah. And he, he he looked like, at, at one point, he made some great saves and at other times he looked very spilly. He celebrated every single yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there was great. one late on where <laughs> it's in a way clean sheet any team is happy with that so, it, there was a there was a, a save late on which came from distance yeah, yeah. and it was quite nicely struck but it was looping I thought you could have caught that and nah. he absolutely cameraed it over the bar it and he got up and started pumping his fist yeah <laughs> Oh man, there we go. So good, but yeah, what a what a win for them! It's it's, a, it's absolutely marvelous. They'll be in England's group before we're on. You, you'd, mm. you'd suspect so. Um, Liechtenstein's national anthem was mistakenly played before the match as the teams lined up. Um, it should have been Gibraltar's one, of course. Because maybe got, that spurred them on, Pete. Cause, well, they've got two national anthems. They've got the God Save, God the, Save Queen. the Queen, but yeah, they've yeah. also got um, the it kind of like there it is <laughs> a territorial anthem. You just had that to hand, did you? Gibraltar, the rock on which I stand. It's not, it's not Did you learn this or the lyrics May coming up? <laughs> you be you this forever free, Gibraltar, my own land. This isn't the new going for gold theme. Mighty <laughs> pillar, rock of splendor, guardian of the sea. Port of hope in times of need, rich in history. There we are. Talk about, have they got anything about the apes written, on the rock? Written by a man, Peter Emberley, who is not a Gibraltian. Glold. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love the fact that uh, they are the only, I mean, they are a British side, aren't they? Yeah. It's a British overseas territory. So, but you yeah. can call them one of the British sides. Bot, bot. They've won the game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, a, they're, a they're a lovely oh. butt butt. They're let's, a lovely little rock. Let's ask Sergio Ramos what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. oh, he would have an opinion, though, yeah. wouldn't he? Old yeah. Mr. Spain over there. Yeah. Um, there we go. But leave off that rock. Right, well done to Gibraltar. Excellent stuff, chaps. Keeping your side of the bargain. Let's go to the WhatsApp group. Yeah, WhatsApp group. I've got to press this button. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! Welcome to the WhatsApp group. Yeah. What's up? What's up first? (laughs) We start with Serbia. Mm. Now, we're not going to talk about Mitro's two goals no. in a lovely win away to Montenegro. Because if we had done that, yeah. it would have been in the main running it order. It would have been in the main running and order. And I didn't hear it, did you? Oh, I thought it. And the, and the, <laughs> and the running order through. would have Marcus saliva all over it. It would. And my tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Which would have mixed in <laughs> quite a heady brew. Oh, and then Jim would have drunk it to keep his strength up. <laughs> Salty. I want to talk about Tadic's penalty miss against yeah. uh, Romania. Oh, it was a doozy, wasn't it? <laughs> what little, was he doing? Little tippy Tippy slipper. F- he did that daft little run, and when someone does that run, there is a bit of satisfaction when they miss. The I, I don't care how uh, crap your run is up; you should still hit the target. Definitely, yeah. you're and a professional footballer. I, th- I think more so that run. It really makes me laugh. It's like you know when you're in a really, really busy situation, like you're on the tube or somewhere comparably busy, and you're in a rush. 
and you're trying to walk at the pace that you would like to be walking at, and then sort of go, actually, there's no point in me walking like this. I might as well just slow down. It's Grant Holt's finisher. Now I'm going to hit a penalty. Yeah, Yeah. It's Grant Holt's finisher in that wrestling match. But yes, it's a bit... I I watched it and thought, God, I wish he still played with (laughs) Southampton. Well, it is interesting because when... like, If you look at the Riyad Mahrez one, whenever a penalty goes over the bar, it always looks really bad. In fact, if you miss the target, obviously it looks really bad. But when you look back, you can sometimes see that they just over the, the bar. The great example of that is Chris Waddles in Italian. Waddle, yeah. It's only about an inch over the bar. Yeah, it's, it's very, very close. But of course, it looks it looks it's awful. Bad, if yeah. it's over the bar, it might as well have been space, though. Exactly. And uh, if but it, and and often you hear oh he hit it high and wide. Well, often yeah. it's just high. You watch this penalty; mm. it's nowhere near. He the floated yeah. it high and wide. Yeah, it's properly high and wide, and yeah. and by a, a, a fair distance, you know, for a, for a player of his quality in such yeah. a game, yeah. like weird. In, in a way, you could go that penalty that had nothing. Yeah, and if he had, if he had any dignity, he'd have looked immediately down at the penalty spot and thought, "Oh, is that is, yeah." Is a grand or just looked yeah. over yeah, the yeah, bench yeah. and go sub me off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just walked out the stadium. <laughs> but unlike him. A certain man down under can put the ball in the back of the end. It's Usain Bolt. I wanted to put this in because um, Usain Bolt actually scored two goals, admittedly in a friendly, yeah. and the second one was a defensive mix-up <laughs> par excellence. Hey, yeah. You've got to be in there. Pete, yeah. Pete for those who, who didn't see it and can't possibly fathom what a Usain Bolt goal would have been like, describe the first one. First one, he outpaced a defender. Man. <laughs> <laughs> because he is, the, he is the world's fastest man. <laughs> I love yeah. this. He's literally the fastest man to have ever lived. Imagine, <laughs> imagine yeah. you know when you, when you used You'd to play... You'd be disappointed, wouldn't you, if he <laughs> didn't? You play Saturdays or Sundays or whatever, and you, and you always have that thing, especially if you had a couple of beers the night before and you look over and you think, oh, they look quite good. Yeah. Imagine Usain Bolt no, no, <laughs> up yeah. front against you. I know. Be, but I, I'd like to think Usain Bolt saying to the manager, how do you want me to play up front? Because he's up front, I'm guessing. Yeah. Off, off, off the shoulder. Off the wing, surely. Yeah, yeah. But you'd say, do, do you want me dropping short and getting the... No. No. Right up there, son. Channels. Shoulder of the last man. Can you imagine the other team, though? <laughs> Triple A high line? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. But to yeah. me, that's interesting because if, they, if, if there is a... I don't watch the A-League, you, you'll be surprised to hear, but if there is a side... He won't who, be in Proving it. No, but well, but if there is a side who like to play a high line or maybe like to squeeze the play and like to bully teams and all the rest of it against those boys, they, yeah. they won't be able to do it. Yeah, but the thing, is, what I like about Usain Bolt, and I've, I've kind of followed his stuff a little bit. Remember, he was on trials. It wasn't Wolfsburg. Was it? it was some. It was some German. He's team. had a few tr- He's trials. Had a few trials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they did like a kind of like a basically a PR day where they did like an open training session. Yeah. But they played with a half pitch, so he couldn't really get up to speed. It was a ridiculous shooting. Uh, you play with a full pitch, so he can really open it up his legs up a little bit. I mean, but he, his his touch. <laughs> is so bad yeah. that it slows him down and makes him look slower than he is and it's it's sad really he's got weird use his pace to get himself I mean, he's, out of he's, he's 32 you know he's going to be leaving yeah. his pace sooner or later <laughs> he, started, yeah. he started off saying he wanted to play for Man United didn't he yeah, that was a right, big yeah. shout and that's obviously never going to happen but go I have to high. say his first goal was a nice finish he, he scored he two goals it. he hit yeah. it yeah. he scored I, two goals I do love the idea of, trans- <laughs> of players transferring from different sports mm. just to see how much that works well uh, I mean, Victoria Pemerson did it she she moved from cycling of course where she's a multiple Olympic champion to horse riding, right? To race horse racing, basically. Yeah, and so um, a big flashy bike, wasn't it? She, yeah, exactly. She <laughs> came, she came fifth in the Fox Hunters Chase at Cheltenham, which is that's, actually that's bloody decent, impressive. And yeah. if you if you watch just to finish the race would have been an amazing mm. achievement. But if you if you watch the race back, um, she could have won it. She actually mm. could have won it, and it would have been. And the jockeys um, saying incredible achievement yeah. because yeah. it's such a difficult thing to do. And and, and how much is uh, is being a professional sportsman about mentality though? 
Oh, I mean, obviously, so, yeah. there are transferable skills like that, aren't they? But what about the, the penalty one, sorry, Mark, the penalty yeah. one, she hadn't sat on a horse, I don't think, uh-huh. up until a year before it, and she built up to it. What about Paolo Maldini? Paolo Maldini's tennis, tennis career, yeah. yeah. I mean, he yeah, he the, lost the, a mixed doubles game, and that was his only pressure. No, no, it, it was a doubles game. Okay, right. And, and they got hammered. Uh, but the then blame the other guy. But the thing is, though, with Maldini, that he did it quite late on. He didn't do it straight after. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Grant Holt. Football to yeah. wrestling. And he won it, didn't he? Daily, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. Daily Thompson um, became a footballer for a bit, didn't he? Oh, did he? Oh, that rings yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah. Um, someone who, who does say that to the system, uh, Sir Ian Botham. <laughs> he went from football to cricket. He played for, I think, Scunthorpe or Scarborough or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I think, I think so. Diego Forlanders was a very talented tennis player, but opted yeah. for football. He, yeah, that's right. That, that was because he's got, I think, a disabled sister and he realised that a football yes. career would be more lucrative yeah. for him to that's, help her out. That's yeah. true. You have to be at the top table uh-huh. in tennis. You have to be like one of about ten people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin Keegan went from football to the luge. Nothing went badly. <laughs> no, it's cycling. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Imagine him doing that. The, the just... metal hot. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody sent me a picture of uh, a Kevin Keegan football manager, um, Snez Cartridge or oh, SNES yeah. oh, yeah. for the Americans. Um, it doesn't actually have his face anywhere on the camera. He probably it's... chose that for the Japanese Super Famicom. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Good note to end on, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. The preview show, of course, is out on Thursday. We look forward to entertaining you there, chatting about an England game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If no, not uh, performance. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer that one to be closed. I'm behind closed doors. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. All right. Bye. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Say goodbye, Peter. See you later, guys. Lovely to have you back. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Bye. Bye from me, too. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.